Hey guys, welcome to the Be Different Podcast. We are your hosts, Brian and Shayla. We are inviting you into our living room to have real conversations about people being different. So come hang out with us. We will talk about real life, everyday stuff, things like marriage, parenting, and why doing life together is always the best option. We'll talk about the good times, the stressful times, and the times that you might feel like giving up. You can learn more about our story at anguishhearts.com. Don't forget to connect with us on social media and welcome to our community. Grab your popcorn and brownies and join us each week. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. We are your host. I'm Brian. And I'm Shayla. It's March 1st, Shayla. Woohoo! We made it to March. Well, it's actually March 2nd. I guess it's Tuesday. Yes. Recording this on Monday yes. this week. We, uh... We had an eventful weekend. We did. Should we talk about our weekend? Yeah. So well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, uh, you, you, all right. For our listeners, Brian is one year older this week. <sighs> we didn't have to talk about that. Yeah. So, or I guess he, last week was his birthday. So when you're listening to this, his voice might sound one year older. I'm not going from 12 to 13, <laughs> or 13 to 14. I mean, oh. That was a long time ago. Yeah. It was my birthday last week. We didn't talk about it last week. Birthday was, I think, Thursday. You think Thursday. Yes, his birthday was Thursday. Last Thursday. Yeah, and then uh, we had, I thought Shayla had plans with somebody else Friday night. No big deal. She was going to be gone. Girls night out. Kason and I were going to sit around and either watch Star Wars movies or play PlayStation. And it's going to be a boys night. And I decided to go run late in the afternoon. Mm. Do you ever have those plans that you anticipate something to happen and then doesn't happen because of somebody else's decision mm-hmm. that's kind of what happened to you yeah on friday yeah <laughs> so um i planned a surprise birthday party for brian and uh guess what he decided that he was gonna go run and uh which is not abnormal no not abnormal at all but in in, you were in my I, mind you were hoping i was gonna run earlier in the day yes um but it was a good surprise so when you got done running um, you saw your friends walking down the hill. You and saw your friends in the driveway. It was a very good surprise. I actually saw one of the uh, one of the couples driving while I was running, <laughs> and I thought, "Oh, they must be going out to dinner." And I waved, and they waved, and little did I know. Yeah, the group text was like, "Here is the victim." the The picture text came across. Actually, two of the yeah, two yes, of the couples two saw. Of the couples, I only saw yeah. one of the couples, but yeah, the first couple, I was like, "Oh, it's like mile two. They're probably going out to dinner." And then I had five more miles to run, and Needless to say, at least they saw you, so we knew when ab- about what time you would be home. But anyways, so for our listener, yeah. um, if this is your first time, okay, um, welcome, welcome. We are Brian and Shayla. We are married. We've been married for twenty-one years, and um, man, our podcast is the Be Different podcast because we um, we desire to be different, and we want our listeners to be different, and not in a weird way, but just in a way that you are different enough to encourage others, and we have, Brian and I have, real conversations about people being different. Um, we, we invite you into our living room, um, so welcome if you are new. There you go. If you are Great returning, job. man, welcome back. Like, we are so excited um, to have you back and um, the journey into to join this journey of podcasting for us. So welcome back. Leave that review. Leave that rating. Be sure to share it. All those great things. 
we talk about on the intro, you just mentioned inviting you into our living room, but we talk about grabbing your popcorn and brownies. Mm. People probably, we haven't talked about that in a while. So people are like, what in the heck is popcorn and brownies? So season one, we had an episode called popcorn and brownies. So go check it out. And I was reminded again this weekend, the power of popcorn and brownies, mm. not necessarily the snack, but you got to go back and listen. But for us, popcorn and brownies means community. And you can go back and listen and, and hear why the the connection between community and popcorn and brownies but you have to do life together we even talk about it in, in the intro doing life together is always the best option yes and friday night great example of that uh i am definitely words of affirmation and quality time are my two top uh, love languages and uh, you nailed both of them <laughs> on friday with that surprise because i'm, I'm not uh, i don't like gifts i don't like receiving gifts you don't like surprises. I don't mind surprises. I, I mean, it was okay. I think I, when I saw everybody, you, you know, I just, I kind of got embarrassed and <laughs> got over that factor. And, but just the fact that you invited people that, that care for me and, and love me. And, uh, we had pizza, which is one, another one of my love languages. <laughs> is, is that on the five? Yes. <laughs> needs to, needs to be if it's not. Uh, so we had, we had pizza. I don't eat a lot of sweets. So cake and ice cream, uh, all those great things. The night was going great. And then disaster hit. Was some, and, and we, I, I wanted to talk about it this week, so it's, it's not this week's topic, but we will talk about that soon. I, th- I think the, uh, the whole idea of when things don't go as planned mm. and the disappointment and hurt in that, and I think that's a great podcast episode at some point. And that's kind of what happened Friday. Yeah. We had this great plan. We had, we had fun fellowship, but great conversation around pizza and kids were playing, and uh, we were going to do some games outside because it was a nice – Evening. Soon to be spring. Eve, I mean, still February, but it was it was warm. Warm. I mean, it was in the forties. I mean, yeah, no longer sub zero temperatures. And then one of the one of the families they they were ready to leave because they've got three kids under the age of six. And then all disaster hit. Yeah. Their little girl fell, and uh, actually our bar stool fell on her. And I spent all night in the parking lot of emergency room of the Children's Hospital here in Kansas City. But Brian, you know, I was just reminded, like while. <laughs> Everything was going on like the verse of carrying each other's burdens, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, we talked about that in, in the Popcorn and Brownies episode, just like that verse in Galatians. Yeah. Um, man, w- we drive a minivan. I There's no shame in the minivan game, so man. It's like a Honda Accord, just bigger. Yeah. I mean, Once you get inside of it, you think it's a Honda Accord. I mean, it's kind of a sports... I drive it like a sports car, and I haven't that had is, any... That is no lie. I haven't had any problems with it, um, but... Man, looking back and thinking back, um, we call it the vambulance um, <laughs> because it's been used multiple times as an emergency vehicle. So we change it from, you know, the minivan to the vambulance. We almost had the opportunity this weekend for it to be a Voober. Um, <laughs> man. Um, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. But. Um, guys, this weekend was just incredible. Just like Brian said, we had so much fun. Um, again, reminded, um, life is, is meant to be done with others. Well, yeah, well, it was fun to, um, it was fun up until the accident. Well, sure. And, and, but what, what did happen is we, as there was chaos happening and decisions, do we need to go to the emergency room? And clearly once we saw what happened, it was an, it was an easy yes. And you were... Uh, your 
animal medicine background came into play and you're wrapping <laughs> this toe up like it's a do- it's a paw and a dog and i think even the the emergency room nurse commented on how great yes. it was wrapped and like <laughs> and for you listener the the way you wrap a dog's foot is no different than a human's foot it's, <laughs> and for those of you that think that vet techs are not nurses or veterinarians are not doctors you are wrong because whether you're working on a four-legged animal or a, a two-legged legged human it's the same it's, the same it's very thing. similar yes and Shayla, just the the how we all rallied together. Yeah. You know, we everybody had a role. Uh, you know, their two year old was running around and, and he was quickly picked up and taken upstairs to get distracted because his older sister was hurt and somebody grabbed the newborn baby and um you know, the mom was holding the child and the, the dad and I were, were tending to the toe and you were tending to the toe and uh the other couple was grabbing Tupperwares and, and I mean it was just Everybody had a very yeah. We were washing the foot off. Yeah. It was just a lot going on, and and then it was again. It was I was going to take the 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 daughter and the dad to the emergency room. Another couple was going to take the mom home with the newborn and the and the two year old to make sure that you know bath time was quick and bedtime was quick. And and then the next day, you all rallied around and and went and spent time uh, with the family as well, just to to help. And again, that's what's doing. That is what doing life is about. Yeah, is is jumping in when it doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. When, when they're like, Oh, I, I, you can't, you can't leave your birthday party. And I'm like, Hey, this is what we do. Like, it's just part of doing life together and, you know, coming home Saturday morning without any sleep and then sleeping for a few hours. And while you went and, uh, hung out with the, with the, with the family, it was just again, blessed on blessed to do life with other people because we know that if it happened to us, they would have done the same. Yep. Right. When you care and love people, uh, right where they're at, uh, it doesn't matter the circumstances. No. You just jump in and love love on them, and uh, so we did. And I think I finally recovered. I think last night I finally <laughs> went to bed early last night. Today's Monday. We usually record on Sunday, so the reason we didn't record yesterday, we st- we we began to when we talked about it, and then we both decided with very little sleep. We didn't have clear minds last night. Yesterday afternoon, we, we were yeah. We've done that before and re-recorded. So this yeah. time we're like, let's just wait till Monday. Get a good night's sleep, and and here we are. So hopefully the po- this podcast is good because we're <laughs> we're fresh. We're fresh, <laughs> a lot more fresh than we would have been yesterday. Uh, if you have been with us before, you heard about our story at the end of season one, episode eleven and twelve. If you have not uh, checked those two episodes out yet, we encourage you to go back and do that. You're going to get a much better long clear idea on who we are and in that uh, we we talk about a lot of hurt we talk about a lot of reconciliation a lot of healing and then earlier this season Shayla we talked about uh, battling an addiction uh, my my uh, my tenure addiction to alcohol and then uh, now being sober for 13 years and how that has impacted obviously our marriage and but one thing we didn't talk about is some of the struggles that you've had. And so today, you're wrinkling your nose at me. <laughs> today, we're going to talk about one of the major struggles that you had as a first-time mom. Mm. And we're going to lay some context down because I think it's important for the listener to understand where where you were at spiritually in that season, where we were at as a couple. Mm-hmm. And, and it's real easy. It's real easy to look at other people in life and go, they've got it all figured out. Yeah. And it's real easy to listen to a podcast and go, oh my goodness, Brian and Shayla, they're podcast hosts and the ministry of English hearts. And 
they speak and they do this and that and and I bet life's easy for them. <laughs> and I, I will say today on this Monday has been a very emotional for you. Yeah. It was an emotional weekend. Some other things have happened today. Life's not always easy, is it? No, no. I spent, I'll just pull back the curtains. I spent all morning crying, literally crying. I could not stop the tears and, um, just one of those days. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's that, you know, the battle of the mind. I kept telling myself, you know, Shayla, pull it together. You know, like you're getting ready to walk in for, for an appointment. And, and I, I walked in, I had a doctor's appointment this morning and I walked in and got checked in and the lady just walked over with a tissue box. And I thought, Oh, I'm going to start crying even harder. She could tell I had been crying and then the tears kept coming. So, but you're all well now. I'm yeah. Much better. Much better. Yeah. Things are better. Things are good. It's going to be fine. <laughs> but the reason I say that is it is easy to look at other people's lives and go, the comparison. Especially when you have things that there's some struggles you're going through. You go, man, my life really sucks right now. But look at everybody else. They're happy because they're posting on Instagram. They're posting on Facebook. They, they're walking with a smile. They, you think they have it all figured out. And you really never know what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah. And so that's why it's important, like we talked just a few minutes ago, about doing community and doing life together. It's so important to have a safe place to where, because you text you text the couple this morning, one of the couples that were here on Friday, they just went through a weekend of hell and you shared like, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling today. Right. Yeah. And it's like, that's why we do life together. Yeah. And, and, but I, I want the listener to hear part of your story to where it looked like you had life all figured out. It looked like things were going great for us and they were for us as a, as a couple, but for you, things were very, very different because your world changed tremendously. Yeah. And what I'm talking about is when we had our first child. And, and again, some context in the story, uh, we were married way back in 1999. Why did you pause there? I don't know. <laughs> I just, cause I thought of like, you know, party like it's 1999. <laughs> so long ago, there's a song. Well, we said 21 years. So helping people do the math, uh, way back in 99, we were married and then we had our first child in 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'll be 12. Next, next week, week, next week, one last year, uh, before teenage, the teenage years begin. We could use prayer. Yeah. We'll see what our podcast looks like <laughs> a year from now. Uh, we had our troubles in 2005, 2006, uh, reconciled, healed, marriage was restored. Marriage was rebuilt on the gospel of Jesus. Then we made the decision, Hey, it's time to have a family. It never really was a much of a conversation before that. No. I mean, we kind of agreed like, hey, we're okay without kids. And, and part of that was because I knew all of the the darkness that I was in. Yeah. And, and you never knew this, all the stuff that I was dealing with. But I always thought, why would I want to bring a child into this hell that I'm living in? Right? I, I knew I was struggling with addiction, with alcohol, uh, sexual abuse in my, in my past um, that I'd yet to deal with. There was just so much darkness in my soul that, I just didn't, I was like, I can't bring a child into this. And, and we just never really talked about it. It's just kind of like, what? Well, I just don't want to have a child. I yeah. just don't really don't want to ever, ever be a parent. Well, that all changed. And obviously our conversations uh, begin to look different after our marriage was restored. And, and we were in a place that, you know, was very, very healthy. So we decided, Hey, let's, let's think about kids and got pregnant in 2008. And Addison was born in 2009 and, and things were supposed to be perfect. 
That was a really long <laughs> intro to today's topic. You're doing great. You're doing great. You want to keep going? You want to? No, going? I'm going to turn around because this is all about you today. But I, I wanted to lay some foundation for where, for where we were at. Yeah. At the time. You know, Brian, you were talking about laying a foundation. Um, you know, I think back during our our messy stuff, the messy years. Um, you know, I, I kind of gained this mental image that like man, I have to be strong. You know, this could happen again. Or if, if, if our marriages stays well, there might be another time in my life that it will feel like going through hell again. And so, you know, kind of this, you know, mental image that I had is that Shayla, you are strong and you will never get hurt again. You will never, um, allow anybody to hurt you again. So I, I kind of, you know, I was struggling with that even after you and I had reconciled. It was just in the back of my mind, like, you are a strong woman. You you are okay by yourself. You know, it kind of went from being a very dependent person um, to this mental thing of like, okay, you're independent. You don't need Brian. You don't need anybody else. You can do it on your own. Um and, and again, I think for somebody who has gone through, um, a traumatic event, um, with, within their marriage or, you know, whatever it might be a, a traumatic event where, you know, maybe your, um, what am I trying to say? Like your, where you've been hurt, well, where you've been hurt when that's all been stripped away from you and you are just, you, you have nothing, right? I mean, you just start building yourself up mentally, um, saying I, I, I can do this on my own. And so, um, we found out we were pregnant. It was like, what are we doing? Like, this is crazy. Um, you know, I was, I was very focused on my job. Um, my, my job brought me joy. It brought me purpose. Um, I, I loved the position that I was at, at the clinic that I, that I work at. Um, I was valued um, I was needed. Um, again, I had purpose there. And, um, so we get pregnant and, and Brian, you and I start talking, what are we going to do once this child gets here? And I, I didn't have the answers, but we had to make a decision quickly because we had nine months and, and I remember researching, um, daycare facilities, right. And, um, there were some daycare facilities here in Kansas City that there was a waiting list over a year. And I'm thinking, over a year? How in the world would you get on a waiting list if you weren't even pregnant? Like, And then looking at the cost of, of some of these childcare facilities, I'm like, oh, this makes no sense. Like, my paycheck, a would, lot, a lot, of, a it, lot of it, would go back to childcare so I could go to work and... So you and I were just really prayerful about, hey, should, you know, should I stay at home? And, um, for the listener out there, I, I never thought that I would be a stay at home mom. I, I, that was, um, n- no, n- no, I, I that, that wasn't anything, you know, like, you know, younger, when you're younger, you're like, I just want to be a mom someday. That was never me. Um, and so it was like, man, I really just struggled with, you know, if I stay at home, what does that look like? And, um, Addison was born in March of 2009 and, um, I worked, um, past my due date. I remember my last day was a Saturday and she was born on Monday. 
Um, and the day she was born, my identity was stripped away. And, and when I, when I say that my, my, my purpose was at my job. Pause. So you didn't say your identity changed. You said your identity was stripped away. Was stripped away. And and that's, I, that's a that's an interesting way to phrase it, right? Yeah. I, and I, which is which is going to lead to what happened next. Yeah. Because you didn't. It wasn't like you were hoping for it to change. It was stripped. Yeah, it was gone. Like the the day I had Addison, I, I was like, uh, I. I am no longer going back to work. I am no longer identified as a registered veterinary technician. I am no longer needed like I was needed during a seven to six day. For years. For years. For 10 years. And um, I remember thinking... You're strong, Shayla. You're independent. You can do this. It's just a, it's a mind shift, right? It's, it's just a shift in, uh, and I'm not going to say a job because it, being a mother is not a job, but it was a, a shift from being a, a working person to now a full-time mom. And um, I remember as the, the, the weeks would go by and very little sleep, my my desire the the longing desire to be back at work was was there mainly because i wanted purpose you know and and i remember thinking my purpose now is changing diapers my purpose now is feeding a crying baby every 2 hours i mean it it was overwhelming for me and the weeks turned into months and I remember thinking and crying, literally laying on our bedroom floor, crying out loud to God saying, God, I do not understand this. Like, this is so bizarre to me. You restored our marriage. You have blessed us with a child. And I'm not enjoying this. Why? Like, what, what am I doing wrong? And I remember thinking like, gosh, I look at these working moms. I look at these stay at home moms. And again, Brian, we talked about like comparison, like overwhelmed me and, you know, gosh, Addie was maybe four or five months old and a a close friend of ours had her first baby two weeks after Addie was born. And, you know, four months later, she announced that she was pregnant again. And I, I just kept thinking, what is wrong with her? Like, she must love motherhood way more than I do. Like I couldn't even, even start to think about having another child because I was overwhelmed with the, the feelings of, you know, God, you've restored it. You've, you have restored my marriage. You have blessed us with this child. And it is very, very hard for me to love this baby. And I felt guilty. I felt a tremendous amount of shame because I was, I was overwhelmed and you know, friends would call me and say, Hey, do you want to have a, you know, a play date? And I would just say, Oh no, I, I'm not feeling it today. And what I did not know that I was deep 
into postpartum depression. And when I would start to think about it, Brian, like, oh, I'm in postpartum, I'm having postpartum depression. That voice louder in my head said, you're independent, you're strong. You wanted this, Shayla, you do this, you figure it out on your own. And I I was so prideful. I remember thinking, I will never let any of my friends know. Or your husband. Or my husband know that I am struggling. And it got to the point, Brian, where you knew I was struggling. Like, but you, but, but, but. I, but we never talked about it. I mean, that's the thing. You never came to me early. No. And so those times of you crying on the floor, those thoughts of why did you, do, you know, God, why did you give me, like, why did you Because again, it was, it was, it was shame, right? It was, I, I, I was struggling with my purpose. You know, I, I was struggling with, is this my new normal? And, and then I would, you know, hear stories of, you know, friends that were so very close to me. They, they were, they had a miscarriage and then I would feel guilty because here I am, I'm, I'm holding Addison and I'm thinking, I love you. I deeply love you, but I'm not really in love with you. Like, and I know that's weird. And if you, if you're a listener and you're, you went through this, you'll understand like the irrational thoughts that I had. Like I truly loved Addie. I, I loved her to my core. But I wasn't in love with the situation of being a mom. I wasn't in love with the situation of um, feeling like this was going to be for the rest of my life. And, and I remember thinking, well, like we we prayed for this. God answered our prayer, and 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 here it is. And I remember Brian just thinking, God, why? Like, why is this so hard? Um, and again, the life of comparison was absolutely devastating for me at this time in my life. Um, you know, the, the endless scroll on, on well, Facebook at the time, I don't think Instagram was even around, but, you know, and, and seeing people and their families or, you know, new moms going on walks. And I'm thinking, I don't even want to get out of the house. Like, I don't, I don't want to do anything. And Brian, for 18 months, I struggled. And, and I look back at, I was just scrolling through pictures the other day. I look back and, and I, I really lost 18 months with Addie. I, you know, we, we had a connection, um, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't a healthy one. And, and I remember thinking, I can do this on my own. I don't need medication. I'm not depressed. I'm this is how every mom is. Like, I just kept thinking, this is how every mom is. Everybody's putting on a front and, you know, how do people have multiple kids? Like, I I just, I could not (laughs) wrap my brain around that. And, but why do you think, why were you, why did you want to avoid the D word depression? The stigma of it. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I, I didn't want to be categorized as, a mom who's failing mm-hmm. because, and that's not what it is, but that's how I identify how you viewed it. That's how I viewed it. I, you know, I'm thinking, you know, prior to kids when people would, you know, say, man, I battled postpartum depression. I didn't know what that was. So I'm like, well, you know, I don't know. Like what? Yeah. You're probably like, well, why would you be depressed? You've got a brand new baby. baby yeah. Um, and <laughs> you know, looking back, those, those months, that 18 months, 
were probably harder emotionally on me than than the junk that we went through and and the reason being was because this this was my new identity this I I was a mom and I I hate I hate I absolutely hate when people use the phrase oh you're just a stay-at-home mom Mm. um because that's what I told myself for 18 months. Shayla, you are nothing. You bring no value to your family. You don't bring any income home. You're just a stay-at-home mom. And that's what the lies I started to believe. Like, I'm not worth anything. I, I bring no value to our family. And then the days and, you know, for our listener, Brian was traveling for work at this time. And, and there would be weeks that he would say, Hey, I'm going on a trip. And I'm like, I don't think I can do this by myself. And I, there were some trips, Brian, that I joined you. And I was thankful for that. And I'm thinking Brian must really, really see how bad I'm struggling. Um, because there, there were, there were weeks on end that I did not have the desire to, to shower, to eat, um, to get out of the house. You know, I, I remember Brian, you would say, Hey, let's put Addie in a stroller and go for a walk. And we did that one time and she screamed the whole time. And I'm like, never again, never again. will I do this because this is, this is my new life. Like I am bound to the four walls of this house. And, um, and I remember one day I, I, I got out of bed and Hattie's 18 months old and I remember just crying out to God opening my hand saying God you have to take this like this is this is so painful God like do you not love me like where are you God and like what what am I doing wrong like am I being punished like I remember just asking really bizarre questions to God like am I that pathetic of a mom God that like you're punishing me by not having this connection with her, like, like, why, what am I doing wrong? And I remember Brian, I, Addie was still crying in her crib and I, I got down on the floor next to my, my bed. And I said, I got down on my knees. I said, God, you're going to have to take this, whatever this is, this life that I'm, I'm now living, you're going to have to take it from me. Like, I can't do this on my own. I, I, I'm a pathetic mom. I'm a horrible wife. Like you've given me this child. You've given us this child to love. And God, you're going to have to really work on my heart to find the love that, that you want me to have for this child. And I remember that day, the sun was coming in because our bedroom window was on the east. And I remember that day, like opening my eyes from this prayer, this plea, this cry out to God and I remember feeling like, huh, it's going to be a better day. Like it's going to be fine. So she, so she's screaming in the other room, screaming, screaming her head off. Like, and, and for the listener out there, like I became so numb to her cries. I became so numb to 
you know, when she was younger to even, you know, breastfeeding her because that was like, you know, and again, the, the, the horrible comparison, you know, other moms are like, Oh, breastfeeding is the best thing ever to have this special bond with my child. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel that. Like, why am I not feeling that? Um, so for 18 months I battled and, and I look back, I look at back at pictures and, and I, I just see a hollow, a hollow person. Um, I love Jesus. I, our marriage was, you know, rocking and we were doing great. I could see f- uh, how phenomenal you were as a dad and all I could see were my failures. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, that's all that consumed me every day. And I remember thinking it would be so much easier just to go back to work and let somebody else deal with my child. And then the thought of that, and Brian, we kind of had those conversations like, okay, well then maybe you should go back to work. And then I would just cry and cry and say, I feel so guilty. Like, why do I feel guilty? Like I want to go back to work. And, and I remember Brian, it was, you know, our marriage was strong, but we had some tension with that. And you're like, you know, Shayla, if you go to work, you're going to see Addie a little bit in the morning and a little bit in the evening. And that's, and you're going to have to be okay with that. And I'm like, but I'm not okay with that. And you're like, well, what is it that you want? I didn't know. You didn't. And it was, I mean, I, I remember feeling helpless because you, you would go back to, I don't bring value mm-hmm. to the family. I don't bring in any income. I just spend money. Yeah. Whether it's on diapers or, and then it was like this weird because we've always done things together. Yeah. One checking account, one checkbook, same credit card account. Like there was never a split in finances, but all of a sudden you had this mindset that you were spending my money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and like I said, and, and what then, I didn't realize, what I did not realize was how deep the depression was and how much it had a, a, a hold on my mind and my thoughts. And, um, you know, looking back, I could think about how irrational I was. Um, but in the time, in that moment, that's, that was what st- stood as truth in my mind. Um, for me, for me, I look back and, and I knew, I think the, the awakening for me uh, was the day that you handed Addie to me and you said, here, you take her. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't feed her. Like, (laughs) what do you mean you can't do it? Like, are you hopping on the next train and heading west? Like, like, no, we kind of signed up for this together and you just handed her to me and and you said, I I can't do it. You take her. And I don't remember if I, you know, if I just got home from a trip or from a work trip or I don't remember the exact circumstances, but I do remember that and the the look in your face Mm. and the heartache. Yeah. And that's when I knew, okay, we have, we have to do something. And I just didn't know, I didn't know what to do. And, and as, as a father and as a husband and as a man, we are wired to fix things. And I just wanted to fix it. And I didn't know how to fix it. Yeah. Felt, felt pretty helpless in that. So, so back to you got on your knees, you prayed yeah, and you remember saying, amen. And just thinking today is going to be different today. Yeah. And that's like in my mind, I was like, today is going to be different. I didn't know what different was. Um, but, but I remember, you know, Brian, during this time, I would, I would look for Bible verses for strength. And 
And I, I, I remember coming across um, Romans 12, 12. And Romans 12, 12 says, Be joyful in hope, patient in, infl- in affliction, faithful in prayer. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. And I remember thinking, okay, God, I'm, <clears throat> I'm trying to be joyful. I'm trying to find hope in this situation. I'm patient, but I don't know how much long I'm going to hold on, God. Like, I'm, I'm failing fast and faithful in prayer. And I remember thinking, like, I feel like I'm doing everything right. Well, those, I, will, I will say in that, in that verse, and we'll, and we'll put it in the show notes, but in that verse... The first one's easy. Mm-hmm. Hope, yeah, you know, sure. I can have joy and hope. Like I can, and the last one's easy. But the middle one, patient in affliction. No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, who loves just to be patient in well, anguish? Well, who, right? yeah, who loves affliction? Nobody. 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 And and I remember that. And and then even the faithful in prayer, you're like, oh, I can be faithful. I have pray, prayer, sure. Yeah. Christ, I'm a Christian. Like, I can, I well, can and, pray. And, well, and at that time, I'm like, God, can you not hear my prayers? Right. But back to the, the first and last are easy. Yeah. But the patient in affliction is not. 18 months of affliction that I went through. And man, for, for you listener out there, if... If you are going through something, right? And, and maybe it's not postpartum depression. Maybe it's something in your marriage. Maybe it's something with your child. Maybe it's your job situation. Maybe you're trying to find purpose. Um, you know, I mean, this podcast really could go two different ways because I, I really, um, I really struggle with purpose and, um, just hold on. Right. And it, it sucks to be patient. Because we live in a society where we we want an easy fix, right? And quick. And, and quick. We get a flat tire, fix the tire, right? And 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 sometimes when we don't get the results or the answers right away, it feels like God is distant, and He's not. And and that's the hardest thing to to sit through, and. <laughs> still have the faith right bray i mean it's easy to have faith when you're when things are going good full of joy and hope yeah and and so for the listener out there if you are sitting in affliction if you're if you are in anguish if if things do not feel like there are brighter days ahead trust me it might be 18 months it might be longer it might be five years it might be 10 years but be patient in there because that's where God is going to show up. You know, Brian, looking back, I can see God all over in the situation that I was in. Um, you know, things could have been way worse. You know, I could have been, you know, doing this without you. Um, but I couldn't find the joy. Um, I, I, Addie was an easy baby. She slept like all through the night. Like, she was a very healthy baby. There were so many things that I'm like, you know, God, I can see that you were there, but I was just so, I was just so far gone in my own thoughts. And I remember one other verse, Brian, that I want to share with, with our listener is it's first Peter five, seven, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And you guys heard me. I, I, I literally yelled out to God. Do you not care? Do you not love me? Like, 
how how are you letting your child if 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 the bible is right why are you letting your child suffer and you know again it was a situation that that my mental health was not well um I was like, all right, God, I'm casting all of my cares and anxiety on you, you know, but, 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 but why, why, why are you not taking this from me? And it goes back to that Romans verse, like I needed to be patient. And, and, and I, I remember the thoughts in my head, you are strong, you are independent, you can do this on your own. You don't need medication. Medication is going to make you crazy. Medication is going to affect your child and your child's going to have long lasting effects. Medication is going to make, make, makes you weak. Medication. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's and gonna, it, it's going to, yeah. You're going to, you think in your mind like, well, I'm, I am weak if I need medication. So yeah. Like it's back and forth. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a wild ride and, and I, I just remember just battling, um, my thoughts and, you know, now when I talk to women who are battling things, I'm like, man, you've got to hold those thoughts captive. And then you've got to realize, I always say, you know, let whatever it is go in one ear. Do you let it go to your mind or to your heart and then let it go, right? Is it the truth or is it a lie? If it's a lie, let it go. But I could not do it for myself. And um, gosh, Addie was... 18 months old, I, I started feeling better again. I'm sure my hormones were, you know, shifting back to somewhat normal. Um, and I remember Brian, you came to me one day, you're like, so what do you think about a second child? And I was like, Oh no, uh -uh." (laughs) like, because not that Addie didn't bring me joy again. It went me, it put me right back into that 18 months of darkness. And so I'm like, I remember opening up and saying, Brian, if we do have another child, like help me understand and help me realize that getting on medication is, there's no shame in that. And, um, man, three years, three months later, Kason was born. I walked out of the hospital on medication and a totally different experience. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, I, and you had, you, you had some ex- expectations. expectations. You, you knew, you knew what it was going to be like. Yeah. The first child's so many unknowns. It it was an easier transition. Yeah. But you were prepared. Prepared. And I think, you know, major, major differences. So, you know, if you're, if you're listening and, and whatever you're going through, if it's, you know, postpartum depression, if it's depression, right? I mean, if it's just straight up depression and anxiety, um, like you're my peeps. Like I, I understand you. I, I, I get how your mind can think because I, I have been there and looking back, Brian, what I chose after Addie was born was isolation. What I chose was, um, I, I chose my prideful desires over the willingness to open up to others. Right. Um, again, I remember, you know, moms would call me and say, Hey, we're going to a park today. And I'd be like, Oh, nope, can't do it. Um, you know, feeding time, or I would come up with the, the, the most bizarre excuses because one, I was so scared that somebody else might realize I was struggling. And so if you are a listener right now and you are struggling in whatever that struggle is, let someone in because I know if, if I would have opened up during this, this season, it would not have been as long. It would not have been this hard. And, and I think that the, the more we open up about what we are going through, 
the more people will say me too, right? Mm -hmm. Like I understand. And so if you are listening to this today and you're like, gosh, there is a stronghold in my life. There is something that's holding me back, you know, whether it's fear, depression, anxiety, um, reach out, reach out to me. I mean, I, I don't have the answers, but I guarantee you I will listen and I will pray and I will guide in whatever way that I can because um, going back to the very beginning of this podcast, like we do life together with people for a reason and we are called as followers of Jesus to carry each other's burdens and whatever, whatever capacity that looks like, if it's, you know, holding some, a friend coming over and holding your baby so you can go take a bath. Thank you, Jesus. That's what your friends are for, right? Um, you know, if it's, if it's depression, if it's anxiety, um, whatever it is that is holding you back from being who God designed you to be, step through the, the pride, step through the shame, step through whatever it might be that's holding you back and, and find somebody, find your people that love you for who you are and what you're going through. Um, because there is, there is no need for you to, to travel this journey of life alone. And, and again, if you're listening, you're like, yep, you know, it sounds easier. I, I know, I know I held on to it for 18 months. I held on to it so tight for 18 months and I will never get those 18 months back. And if you're going through it right now, you will never get these days, these hours, these minutes back in your life. And that is not how God wants us to live life. Yeah. God doesn't want us to struggle. I mean, there will be struggles. I mean, we just read, read the passage, you know, patient infliction, but God doesn't want us to live in that constant struggle, right? We want, God wants us to live a life that is thriving. Yeah. And, uh, that passage that you shared in Peter reminded me of the passage in, in Psalm 55, which is Psalm 55 fours is what our ministry is named, named from. But Psalm 55, 22 says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Mm. You know, and the righteous is just really a definite, really another word for somebody who's walking the path of a, of a, of a believer, following Jesus, walking the path, morally, uh, walking the path, the narrow path. Yeah. And, and he will not let the righteous be shaken. You yeah. know, it doesn't mean life's easy, but it means you have hope. Yeah. And it goes back to joyful, you know, have, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. And, and I love the fact that you are able to help other people. I mean, I've seen it firsthand over the last uh, 12 years now that Addie's, you know, Addie's 12 of, of helping people through that postpartum season and, and just letting people know, hey, you're not alone. Yeah. Like, and it's normal to feel some of these things. And, and, and I will say that the identity thing, I think for you is still a struggle though. Oh, for sure. And, but I love how you said you're not just a stay at home mom. Yeah. And, and so I'll challenge the listener and, and dads and husbands out there do not introduce your wife as she's just a stay at home mom. Take out the word just, mm -hmm. there's no just in that. And if you are a stay at home mom, when you let people know what you do, do not say I'm just. Yeah. Cause there is no just. Because I did that, right? You know, people would say, "Oh, well, what do you do?" And I'd say, "Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just a stay-at-home mom." Like, uh, and and now I proudly say, first and foremost, 
I'm a follower of Jesus. Second of all, <laughs> I'm a wife. And third, I'm a mom. Yes, amen. <laughs> and fourth, I'm a registered veterinary technician. And when I have some time. When I have time. And I, I do. And, and I think, you know, to as, as a mom, and I'm speaking to other moms, there's there's a healthy balance, right? And only you know yeah, There's what's no right healthy. or wrong whether you should stay, no. be a stay-at-home mom or a working mom. Yeah. It's not. And, and know, for us, it, it, it for us it worked better to be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, and and only you know what's right for you. If you know that for your family you have to go back to work, that is awesome. Do not let other people <laughs> influence what you think about yourself. Right? Don't let let the shame of well, you know, because I'm at work, somebody else is raising my child. Right? That that's where comparison can can kill who you are it, it it can rip you apart and man make the decision of what you want and don't look back and don't let other families don't let other people influence you of or or telling you man your decision was wrong or you know whatever it might be make the decision and don't look back because it's i you know ultimately it's what's for your family and you know i, I I love to hear stories of moms say, I know that I'm not cut out to be a stay at home mom. Like uh, kudos to those moms who stay at home. Because again, I think we all have to realize we're all in a different journey, right? And when we can rally together and not throw stones at each other, like, well, you're just a stay at home mom or well, gosh, you're a working mom. Do you not care about your kids? Like all of that trash, it's head trash. Like we've got to stop that stuff because it's, we're putting each other down to make ourselves feel better in the long run. We're only breaking ourselves down. Yeah. So, and I will say if you, if you are a working mom or working dad and you, you made the decision that you're both going to be full-time working parents, don't work full-time to chase the dollar in sacrificing the opportunity to parent your child. Yeah. Right. I, Again, this isn't to make you, you know, feel bad one way or the other, but don't wake up 18 years from now and go, wow, we have a really nice house, but I don't have a relationship with my kids. Yeah. You know, do you need to downsize so you can afford your mortgage with only one income? You know, make a decision now to be different, Mm -hmm. right? We always talk about how can you be different in your own story? And just because your neighbors all are chasing the dollar or just because your family's all chasing the dollar or all your friends doesn't mean you have to. Yep. So maybe it looks different for you. I mean, there's a reason why we drive a, a vehicle that's, I don't even know, is it 20 years old now? Something like that. 2003. All oh, right, 18 years old. You know, it's been paid off for, for what, 13 years now or whatever. And it gets us to and from that's the store. Right. You know, does, is, it work, is it worth you working full time to have a, a, another nice car in the driveway? Probably not. Yeah. Right. We made that decision a long time ago. So whatever you need to do, uh, parenting needs to be on your priority. Be high on that priority list. Uh, Shayla, uh, so as we recap today, and thank you so much for being vulnerable and, and just sharing your heart. I know you have such a big heart for, for stay-at-home moms out there and for working moms and for just moms in general. And so if you are struggling with that, with postpartum, uh, reach out. Shayla would love to respond by email or, or direct message on social media. Uh, and another thing I want to share, Shayla, is our Truth versus Lies resource. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't talked about it recently, but uh, you can go to our website, anguishhearts.com slash hope. And we will send you two free resources. And one is a great resource to navigate that head trash that you talked about. Yeah. Just that the lies that come in, put it against God's truth, and then a truth coming out. 
right? It's that truth versus lie. So uh, be sure to go, uh, go to our website and get that. We'll send that to you for free. So one thing that you said, don't live in isolation, yeah. acknowledge what you're going through. Yes. So share it yeah. with your spouse, make sure you have a trusted circle of friends and stop comparison. Yeah. Those three things. Yeah. You want to add to that list of three? No. That's what I gather taking notes over here. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I just know that there's a listener right now that is living in isolation and I'm, I'm, I'm going to strongly encourage you to get out of the walls that you have built. Um, only you have put yourself in isolation and you're lonely. You have no hope and you feel desperate but there's shame involved because what if somebody truly knew what you were going through? Let it out. Let it go because that's where healing will start. Um, so if you're living in isolation, if you feel like nobody cares, it's head trash, it's junk, reach out. Because even if I don't know you, like I love you because I know what you're going through. I know the feeling of wanting to be different, wanting a change, but taking that itty bitty step out of isolation is so very scary. Um, and again, if you are a listener and you're like, man, I'm comparing my, my marriage, I'm comparing my life, I'm comparing my home, my kids, my car, all of the material things I'm comparing them, stop comparing them to others. It's, it's just a path of destruction for you mentally physically. Um, so just stop, um, again, reach out. I love you. I care so much about you. Um, again, I, I think about the, the dark times for 18 months that I went through and I never want anybody to walk that path that I did alone because I, I know how it feels. I know how lonely it feels. So if you're, if you're listening today and you, you need encouragement, if you need help making that tiny first step, I'm here. I believe in you. I know that you can do it. And, um, two is better than one, right? Two is better than one. Thank you, Shayla. Thank you to the listener. Be sure to hit subscribe. If Shayla's story today encouraged you, be sure to share it, share it, uh, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, send a text message to somebody. Uh, just, we thank you for your continued support of the podcast. Thank you for keep coming back. Got a few more episodes left for season two, and then uh, we'll take a break again and come back with season three. Uh, lots of good stuff in the future. So keep coming back. We appreciate you. Whatever you do this week, whether it's in your marriage, it's in the workplace, uh, maybe it's uh, as a parent, don't forget to be different.